All right, here I am reporting from over the road. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here we go. It's been a weird week this week. Freezing, polar vortex. Who ever heard of a polar vortex before? I've certainly never heard of it. Well, where I was at, it got down about 20 below. 50 with a wind chill. I couldn't stand outside more than a few minutes. I was unloading the truck and just my personal belongings and you know I just couldn't take it I had to go over and inside you know duck out it was just too much too much before that I had to fuel the truck I wanted to make sure I fueled before I got to the terminal oh my god I had to I had to jump in the truck I couldn't take it it was just too cold right after I left the truck stop Oakdale loves in Wisconsin Right there by Madison. Uh, the whole place froze up. You know, the truck stop, the DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, and the diesel froze up. Never seen diesel uh, freeze up in the truck stop before, but huh, I guess I've been lucky. I don't know. That was pretty weird. But I wasn't there when it happened. Luckily, I was able to fuel up the truck and added some nice additive, and hopefully, I'm at home right now. Even though I'm using the intro for the over-the-road thing. It's being lazy. But anyway, i got to go back to work on Sunday. i got to go to Denver. It'll be a lot warmer. You know, right now it's close to 100 degrees warmer. The way it feels. Then when I got home, and it's still like, you know, like, like 20 or something. And they're 30. I don't even know what the temperature is right now. Yesterday it was in his 20s. I thought I was in a... I was in a heat wave. I couldn't believe it. You know, I just couldn't get over the temperature drop. I think, I think they, you know, the news crews, they, they really screwed the, you know, this up. You know, they'll sit there and they'll report to you, oh, it's 20 below, it's 10 below, 50 below, whatever. I don't think that's how they should report the news. I think what they should do is they should say, it's cold. Or it's chilly. It's cold. It's going to be freezing. Then, you know, we'll drop it down a little more. We start getting in the teens. Oh, crap, it's cold. Then, you know, we get a little colder. We get down in the single digits. Oh, crap, it's really cold. We get down to zero. Oh, crap, this hurts. Because, you know, when it gets to a certain point, it's just painful. Just painful. 
then what they could say is, you know, because now we're getting below zero. We get below zero. It just, it, just, it just doesn't get any colder anymore. It just hurts. And it hurts bad. I mean, it really, really hurts. You know, so when they get below zero, they could say, oh, shit. Oh, shit, it's cold. Then when you get into the, the double digit below zero, you know, like if 10, 12, 15 below. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's painful. You know, two oh, my gods. And then when you get in a 30 and 40 below, you can zip into, oh shit, oh shit, I think I'm going to die. Because I'll tell you what, when it got down below, you know, when it got into that 30 or 40 below, I, I was so painful, it was unbelievable. It took me forever to warm up once I got upstairs to the house here. Now, keep in mind, I live right on Lake Michigan. Literally on Lake Michigan. In fact, as I'm looking out the window right now, that's all I see is Lake Michigan. That's all I see is Lake Michigan. And it's all iced up as far as I can see. So, yeah, the wind coming off the lake was just deadly. You know, just deadly. Just up the street, literally up the street, they found a man in his backyard, frozen to death, in his own backyard, just up the street. I don't understand how that could happen. I mean, I know it was that cold, but how could that happen? Down in Chicago, where my terminal is, the FedEx terminal, one of their drivers, an experienced driver, you would think he'd understand, you know, I don't know, maybe at heart, who knows what happened. They found him between a set of trailers, froze to death. He must uh, was hooking up the set or something, and something maybe slipped and fell, hit his head or whatever, and he, and he froze. Oh, my God. I can't think of anything more torturous than that. So, you know, when you when you get into this cold weather drivers, or anybody even thinking about driving, don't mess around. Don't mess around with the cold weather. In fact, my suggestion is, even when it's not cold out, carry a sleeping bag with you all the time. Especially your sleeper driver. Throw the sleeping bag down. You can sleep inside it. You can sleep on top of it. Throw a blanket on it when it's nice out. No big deal. When it's super cold, you can crawl into that thing and it will keep you alive. I've had to do it a few times. You definitely want to get in that sleeping bag if it gets too cold. Another thing you may want to do, have some extra food. Have some extra water. You know, these are, you know, you get stuck over the road. The road's closed down. You can't go anywhere. You're going to need that food. You're going to need that water. Water may freeze, so you got to make sure you put it somewhere or wrap it around a blanket or something to keep it from freezing. You know, and carry the kind of food that you don't need to heat up. You know, this isn't the kind of stuff. You're not making a gourmet meal here. You just need some, you know, just something to feed your body, see, you know, because you're going to be cold. You're going to be burning some calories. Okay? So that's what that's all about. You know, just do your best. You know, do what you got to do. But uh, I'll tell you what. You get in cold like this. It doesn't happen very often like this. But you don't mess around. You're out there with exposed skin. You know, your face. Try to cover everything up. You're out there maybe 10 minutes, 5 minutes. You're in a lot of pain. And also, you know, your skin starts to freeze. Ears, nose. 
I didn't realize I had such a big nose until it got that cold. Now I realize how big a nose I had. So I get upstairs, I get the car, you know, unpacked, I'm at the house. You know, my jacket whips up and it hits me in the head and it knocks the lens out of my glasses. I did not notice this until I got upstairs. And then it was like, oh no. Well, I'm cheap. That's, that's all there is to it, apparently. It's at night. So I went out there with a flashlight and searched for about 10 minutes. Luckily, I found it. It was like five, you know, it was like 10 minutes or so. I found it. It was really cool because I don't think I could have stayed out there any longer. Luckily, everything was covered in snow. So I knew exactly which way I walked because there was the walkway cleared. It was the only thing, the only way I could have gone. So, oh my God, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah, that's just crazy. You know, this week's been a crazy week. Sal Paul, of course, better last week. It was last week. He got 3 million miles. You heard him in the episode I released. Going to get him back on. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about safety. We're going to talk about some of the things he's endured. 3 million miles. He's a good driver. I'm not surprised he did it. But it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always people trying to run into you. But I'll tell you what. You're going to be a driver. Take your winter gear with you. Maybe you're in California today and it's nice out. But tomorrow you're going to be in Connecticut or you're going to be in New York or Wisconsin or Minnesota. Yeah, maybe you'll never take your jacket out. Maybe you will. Take it with you. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. You know, take your winter stuff with you. Be prepared. You know, make a checklist. Make sure you know what you got. Maybe a canister, no. Yeah, you have to open a window, but, you know, or candles. Some people bring candles. I don't really like to have a lot of flame. Because I'll tell you what, that truck dies. It's going to get, it's a metal box. It's going to get cold really fast. Not only is it going to get cold really fast, but the batteries are going to die really fast, too. Because when it gets cold, the batteries, they don't last for nothing. So, I highly suggest, you know, you bring, you know, make sure you get a good flashlight. Your flashlight's lit up. Make sure maybe you got some candles, some kind of heat source. Uh, those little packs you can squeeze and break open for heat. Those will help you out. I've taken those and thrown them inside the sleeping bag to help keep me warm. You know, and I got a nice big thick sleeping bag. The way we do the, in my truck, the way we do it, we each have a sleeping bag. We lay it down in the bunk. There's only one bunk back there. There's only one of us back there at a time. And then we just flip the sleeping bags over, and then we use the sleeping bags for cushion. It helps you know, eliminate some of the bumps and dings of the road. You know, it seems to help out quite a bit. But you don't want to mess around with this cold weather. Diesel fuel, I think it's braided. Well, I, they're probably slightly different, but most of them are rated to 20 below. They won't freeze. Now, generally, sleeper trucks, team drivers, they don't stop. And the diesel won't freeze because 
it's sloshing around in the tank. You know, it, it, it's just moving around. It doesn't freeze. It's not sitting. It's the guys that are doing a lot of sitting. They're the ones that can have the freezing issue. Example, when I go in on Sunday, I have to go to Denver. My truck may not start. <laughs> they may have to tow it into the building or who knows. I put some additive in there, some anti-gel. When I fueled, and I put it in before I fueled, that way it mixes up in there. And then I drove about 100 miles after I added this stuff, so it got into the engine. So hopefully the truck will start right away, otherwise it'll just be one more hassle. I don't know. Just have to wait and see what happens. I'm hoping that it starts. All I got to do is just go to Denver this week and then come back. Now, why did I drop the California run this week? Well, I dropped it because, they, you know, they just they couldn't get any dock workers. Here's the deal on the dock. There's a couple hundred doors on our dock. I'm not sure how many there are. And there's no actual door on the dock. It's just that opening in the building that they put a trailer in. And there's, you know, there's looseness or, you know, there's not, they're not perfectly sealed around the doors. So you got the wind cutting in, you got the cold, and the place is huge. There's no way to heat that thing properly. Just absolutely no way. Those guys are out there, they're just, they can't work out for very long. It's just, it's just unbelievable what those guys do during the winter. You know, you'll see them walking on their break and they're dressed like uh, Ralphie's little brother from A Christmas Story. Yeah, because they're riding the forklift. You know, it's not like they're moving around, a lot of them. You know, it's not easy work. Yeah, it's definitely not easy work. And it's LTL, which is less than truckload, which means, you know, it's like you're playing a game of Tetris with the freight, trying to get it put in there. But, you know, for the most part, they do a pretty good job. But, you know, it was just too dangerous to work these guys, and so they canceled a bunch of runs. Mine just happened to be one of them. Plus, New York, and I believe Pennsylvania also shut down their interstates. So there wasn't any freight coming in. No freight coming in, no freight going out. So, I leave out Sunday. I go to Denver. And I go to Denver, and I come back. And then I'm off for a week. It's going to take the whole week off. Yeah. It's a whole week off. Another project I'm working on. Because I took a bunch of single photos and I got to turn them into a video. I went from Chicago to Bloomington, you know, California and back. And then Denver and then St. Paul and then Chicago. It's like 63, 6,400 miles. I took a photo like every 10 seconds. I don't think I'm going to make it. I think I'll break that up into four or five videos if I can get it to work right. I'm not going to do it all at once. Nobody's going to watch that for an hour. You know? But, you know, it's like six days of running. It'd probably be about an hour long. So I'll break it up into like 10-minute segments or so. It seems to be the best way to go. Because, uh, you know, I only go 62 miles an hour, so all you see is truck after truck just fly by me. You know, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. Um, I'm going to try to start podcasting more. Um... I've been so consumed with this bid because it's so long that I just haven't, you know, I just haven't had it in me. Nothing's really exciting happened. Of course, this polar vortex has happened, which is 
A little more than I can handle right now. Hey, what are you going to do, you know? It is what it is, right? I'm not sure what that is, but it definitely is what it is. You know? Oh, also, another thing, drivers. The hard plastic lines on the airlines. Not the rubber ones, but the hard plastic ones. Maybe the rubber ones, too. I know they're more durable. But the hard plastic ones seem to be shattering when it gets below temp. I had two last week while we were going down the road to snap. I heard an explosion back there, and I'll be darned. The red line and the, the blue line were snapped. It snapped right off. We're not sure what happened. We think something flew up and hit it off the side. It was a really cold day. I don't know. Super windy. You know, it took like a couple hours to get that fixed. So this cold weather is really hard on the equipment. It's really hard on the body. And it's dangerous. You know, it's not, it's not something to play with. You know, it's just not something you want to mess around with. You know, if you're at home, bring your dogs. You know, bring your dogs inside, please. You know, doghouse is not enough. Don't leave the poor animal out in the cold. Don't do this. It's too dangerous. You know, just don't do it. It's something to be aware of. You know, I just... I don't know, I just can't stress how dangerous this is. On my Facebook, somebody posted... Yeah, the Chicago school system during the worst of it all was was shut down. But that the Chicago school system required the crossing guards to still show up for work. And I have a lot of, you know, a lot of friends from California and Arizona, apparently. And, you know, they obviously have no clue as to what it's like to be cold. But what they said was... Oh, that's senseless. That's useless. Why would they make these people show up? Why make them pay to stand? You know, they don't pay them hardly anything. And I explained. The reason why they probably had them show up was in case some kid didn't get the message that the school was closed. And he came to school. And a crossing guard is going to be the first person they're going to see. And the crossing guard can either turn them around or put them in a car or call for assistance so that this poor kid doesn't get killed. Now, considering how big the Chicago school system is, I suspect there might have been a few kids that didn't get the message. And if calling the security guards or the crossing guards are like that, saves one life well you know what I'm all for it I say it's money well spent if that's actually the intent that the school had I say bravo good for you good for the Chicago school system for doing that and thinking ahead because all the crossing guards got to do is sit in their cars if nothing's going on and if one kid shows up and they save one life isn't that enough isn't that worth it seems like it's worth it to me I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's great. You know, I think that if that's actually the reason why they did it, then somebody was thinking ahead, and I think that's wonderful. You know, it's nice. 
You know, it's just nice to have that happen once in a while. But, you know, of course, on Facebook, somebody's always got to respond with something snappy. So the woman, she responds, she goes, I'm a parent, and my child would never leave the house when it's that cold. They would never even take off their pajamas. And I just can't believe it. And I thought, you know what? That's great that you're a super parent. That's great. But, you know, some of these kids, they don't have super parents. Or they have one parent. Or, you know, it's not a happy home life and the kid's just trying to go to school and get out, get out of the situation. You know, you, I don't know, it just seems... I don't know, it just seems silly to me, her argument. I didn't really understand it. I don't know, it seemed like money well spent to me. That's like saying, well, you know, if I don't feel good, I go to the hospital. We don't need ambulances. Why would we need an ambulance? Let's get rid of all the ambulances, because if I don't feel good, I go to the hospital. So everybody else should not have that access to that service either. You know what? No. No, no, not at all. You know, I don't think it's that bad. So, anyway, I'm using the Blue Yeti condenser mic. And if you hear a lot of popping and peas and all this other nonsense, uh, it's only because I'm holding the mic. I didn't set it up on the table. I have to move a bunch of stuff around and I didn't do it. And I don't have the pop filter on, so if it sounds a little crappy, that's why. So, anyway, I'm going to get going, I guess. But, hey, you know what? I hope it's warmer where you're at. I really do. And if you're going down the road, and you see a truck on the side of the road, you know, like as I was driving home, I saw a few, but there was cops everywhere helping them out. And you're in the middle of nowhere, and you don't see any exhaust coming out of those pipes. Yeah, that truck's probably gelled up. And there's probably some poor sucker inside that truck freezing his tail off. You know, if you're in your car, or you... Yeah, if you think you can do it safely, pull over. Check on that guy. Make sure he's alright. You know, if you got the time, he's got help coming. You know, let him sit in the side of your cab until help gets there if you can do it. You know, it might cost you half an hour. You know, everybody would just want to run, run, run. But it might save somebody's life. And we're all out here and we're all trying to get down the road and we're all trying to make our money. But truthfully, you know, it's half an hour versus saving somebody's life. You know, you could really affect, you know, you could really do something. So if you're in that situation and you see that, you know, just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Just think about it. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but just think about it. Do what you think is best. Alright, I gotta go. I gotta take a nap. I gotta get ready for work later. Just gotta go to Denver. At least I think that's all I gotta do. And, uh... I hope it's warmer where you're at. I hope it'll be warmer where I'm at. 
because uh, this is just too painful. Like I said, it's not cold anymore. It was painful. It really hurt. That's all it did. It just hurt. Nothing more, nothing less. It was just painful. It wasn't even cold anymore. So, alright, I'll talk to you guys later. Just later.